From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the challenges that happen in your marriage when you don't identify and communicate your expectations. And there's a quote from George Bernard Shaw that says, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. And I will say that when it comes to expectations, uh, I'm just going to say truth to the end of that statement. And mm-hmm. that's really what we're talking about in today's episode. But first and foremost, we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And if you're brand new, first we want to say welcome. Absolutely. We're so excited to have you listening to the show, to have you as part of the one family. And for those of you that don't know, a hug is an opportunity for us to celebrate what you all are doing in your marriages to celebrate the breakthrough, the the transformation that you've experienced. And this hug comes from a post that was put up in the One Family Facebook group. And for those of you who are not part of the One Family Facebook group, join. It's a private group with others in the One Family and you want to be a part of it. So come on over, hang out with us there. Elise and I are in it and so many amazing other couples that we just love having the opportunity to connect with you guys. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash one family. I'll also have a link here in the episode notes for you guys. So the hug starts with, I just listened to episode 698 when the intimacy lifestyle goes off the rails. Oh, yes. Yeah. Been that there. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> We've been um, there. That, that was our lives. That was, I know. It was only like five weeks ago. Uh, but you know, goes on to say, I just want to thank you for your vulnerability and transparency. As I was listening, I was thinking about how many discussions and heart to hearts your podcast have initiated in our marriage. Here we are almost 40 years into marriage talking about things that have never been discussed before. Wow. Can we just, can I just stop there for a second? Give you a high five. Total high five. Yes. But for those of you that haven't been married 40 years, like take some wisdom just from that line. Yeah. Here we are 40 years having conversation. You can do it too. Yep. And you don't have to wait until you've been married almost 40 years. It goes on to say, listening to the OEM podcasts has been the springboard to help us acknowledge those elephants in the room. Some of them have been in our lives for decades. I've always thought communication in marriage is important, but now I realize it's critical in developing a close, intimate relationship. I can't stress enough how important it is to be transparent and vulnerable with your spouse. Once the elephants have been kicked out of the room, there's <laughs> fresh air, freedom to breathe again, and room to grow. Mm. Thanks for leading the way. We love you guys. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Well, I love it because a lot of times um, hugs will come in and I'm, I just automatically you know, start placing them in my head when one comes in. I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be you know, the hug for next week's show. When a lot of times I haven't, we haven't even talked about what the show is going to be, mm-hmm. right? And so it already placed the hug. Was thinking about this, and I'm like, oh, this goes so well because a lot of times those elephants in the room, y'all, those are the expectations right. that that haven't been talked about, but they're sitting there like big old elephants just in the smack dab in the middle of your marriage, and you know. For those of you that haven't been listening for a while, um, maybe you're brand new, like I said at the top of the show, or if you have been listening for a while, you know that when I start to hear things over and over again, I start getting the sense that we need to talk about something. Mm-hmm. So as Tony said, we're talking about expectations. And I've been hearing a lot in coaching sessions. Um, specifically, I had one day where I had 
three coaching sessions that all revolved around expectations that hadn't been conveyed to a spouse, but were causing a whole lot of problems. And this is all three in a row, right? Yeah, it was, I think there might've been a break. Yeah, it might've been like one, two, and then a different focus for a session. And then it was, it was substantial or noticeable. It was three in a day though. Yeah. And you know, so I start going, Oh my gosh, like do it, is it a full moon? Like did the expectation fairy not show up this, like what happened here? Because the statements that were coming were, you know, why doesn't my spouse just know what I want? Right. Why should I have to tell him or her? I don't, I don't want to be seen as controlling or telling my spouse what to do. If I voice my expectations, I, I want them to do what I want, but I don't want to influence them. I don't want them to resent me for telling them what I want. And before we go any further, I have to say, because this is super important, you guys, these statements were made by both husbands and wives. This isn't, this isn't a gender thing where it's all the wives going, you're not meeting my expectations because there are just as many men telling me that their wives aren't meeting these unspoken expectations as there are wives, right? So, mm-hmm. so suspend the gender and the little voice in your head that says that must just be one or the other. It's both. Yeah. It's both. And, and that's, that's, I, I think a lot of it too. I had a conversation with a, a, a friend this weekend or this week and I go, we have to, you said a great word. You have to suspend these, these, um, gender stereotypes, the stereotypes that we do have. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to sort of put them a little bit in his place and going, where's that coming from? Mm. Because I talked to a lot of couples and what you just said is straight up a stereotype. Wow. And you're going to have to you're going to have to just readjust and and rethink of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because that from our our work here at One Extraordinary Marriage and 12 years, you know, studying couples in in our own, I don't see it like that. Yeah. So, yeah, and I want to start this episode specifically saying that yeah, and Antonio just said it. We've worked with hundreds of couples over the years. Um, I've literally coached, I think, well over 400 couples now, mm-hmm. plus all of you that have sent us emails, DMs, all that kind of stuff. But a- after all of this time, plus being married to Tony for 25 plus years, uh, there are two statements that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt are true. Um, first one, your husband or your wife is wired differently than you are. Just they are. So stop wanting them to be identical to you because they're not. I'm just putting that out there. Second thing that is true is what is obvious to you is not always obvious to your spouse. I don't care if you walk into the kitchen and you see every plate, crumb, whatever left on the counter. Your spouse could walk into the kitchen, not see any of it. Or may just see the one piece in all of it. Right. So (laughs) case in point. Can you tell the kitchen is something that Tony and I have different expectations on? Yes. Uh, But the the reality is that we have to actually address those statements because a lot of times we expect part of the expectation process is that we expect our spouses to see things exactly the way we do. We expect them to be irritated or, or prioritize the same things that we do. And they're different. And you're going to hear me say, you're going to hear us say that a lot of times during this particular episode, because it's so easy to fall into this path of going, well, we like we're married. We should be so similar. You're not. Or we should, I don't know if we need to be so similar, but we should at least know what the other wants, needs and just and, do it and just do it. <laughs> and yet those things change. I mean, it can be a weekly change. It could be a monthly, it could be over the different years that you've been married that those things begin to change. And I'll tell you, you know, 
Tony and I have been married for 25 years now. We've been together for 27. We are quickly approaching being together for 28 years, which is so crazy. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, 20, are we 20 days away from, no, uh, we're about like 25 days from when we first met at yeah. this point of this recording. Shoot. Oh my gosh. That is yeah. a really long time. It is. Um, and you would think after all this time that Tony would know exactly what I want, when I want and how I want it. This dear sweet man doesn't. It, it's all good. Like we, we work through it and we do, but, but I share that because just like the couple that's been married 40 years that we read there, we shared their hug at the top of the show. Same thing here. Mm-hmm. 20. I like, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll even throw myself under the bus. You would think after all this time that, um, I would know that one of Tony's expectations is that there aren't piles in our bathroom. I, I do know that. So we've had to adjust expectations. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face. right now. <laughs> He might be about to just kind of like grit his teeth, like clench his jaw. I think there are times in marriage though, too, where it just doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. The expectations, we may hold expectations over our spouse and it's identify and communicate your expectations. And I think there comes a point in time though, where even in my own marriage, where I get it. And you know what? At the end of the day, I love Elisa. And so is it going to be perfect? No. Do we live a perfect marriage? No. Is this going to be perfect in our household? No. And so I've just come to the point and going, you know what? It's okay. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too crazy over it, but there are, there are days, but there are times when I will get frustrated and be like, Hey, like this definitely needs to get moved. And that's really what we're talking about. We're not talking about so much the expectations that you know about between each other and how you navigate that. We're talking about the ones that haven't been spoken mm-hmm. because you you can't take action on things you don't know about mm-hmm. and your spouse can't take action on things they don't know about. So if you're upset, irritated, annoyed, frustrated, and these are all words that came out of those coaching sessions that prompted the show, um, because your spouse isn't doing something that you haven't told them or that you think that they should know, or you don't want to burden them with, I'm just going to put this out there. And some of you aren't going to like what I'm about to say, but that's on you. That's not on them. If it hasn't been communicated to them, let me go one step further and say, that's not even a trust issue. That's a communication issue. I I get a lot of people that will tell me they feel like the trust has been broken because their spouse, they didn't communicate something to their spouse and their spouse either did or didn't do something. And they're like, I feel like the trust has been broken. Mm. And I'm like, but did they, did they know how you felt? Did you, did you talk to them about what you wanted or how you wanted that to go or, or what you were thinking? And they're like, no. And I said, well, how is that a trust issue? You, you didn't actually say, like, like they didn't break your trust. They didn't have communication. They didn't have knowledge to work with. Mm, yeah. And, you know, th- that actually makes us, you know, a, a situation where you can look at it and say, we actually have a crack in our emotional intimacy pillar, right? We have a crack in how we communicate. And, I mean, look, you guys, I wrote a whole chapter in the six pillars of intimacy all around emotional intimacy, right? And the cracks in this, it's chapter five of the book. And, and if you haven't read the book yet, I'm going to tell you, pick it up, right? Go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com, pick it up because this gets addressed in there. Right. Can you, can you give an, an example? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and not to 
you know, give an example of any of your coaching clients per se, but here we are and, and we're sitting in this place and we're talking about identifying and communicate your expectations. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm hearing you say is I have an expectation that, and I'm going to go to sexual intimacy here. Perfect. I have an ex, I have an expectation that during our time together that you're going to be vocal. Okay, mm-hmm. that's an expectation. And, and and again, this could be in many different areas. I'm going there. And even in sexual intimacy, it, it could be a number of different things, right. right? Like we could be trying a new position every time that we have sex or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. That is my expectation. Mm-hmm. I and mean, if I'm understanding you correctly, that 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 conversation has happened all in my mind, all in my head. It's it's sort of going on internally. I'm I'm addressing it. And yet I haven't brought that up to you. In and this then, scenario. In yeah. this scenario. Mm-hmm. And then during sex, you're not vocalizing. And I'm Correct. frustrated now at mm-hmm. you because you're not vocalizing that expectation. I, am I following you? Yes. And then maybe after we have sex in this made up scenario, you are a little disconnected, cold, distant. I'm picking up on you know the fact that you're throwing down some frustration or annoyance. Mm-hmm. But when I ask you... Hey, what's going on? You're like, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Because, and, and that, I mean, that's just one possible scenario. Yeah. I mean, this, oh, there's, this can there's happen in a lot of different many. ways. But, it, but it's getting to this point. You know the conversations you're having in your head, right? You know the expectation. And here's how you know that you have an expectation that hasn't been voiced, met, or acted upon. Something like that, Elisa's not being vocal scenario happens. And you know there's a disconnect. You know that there's frustration or annoyance, but nobody's talking about it. Hmm. Probably an expectation that hasn't been addressed. And if you stay in that place, then what happens is all of these disconnected moments build up and you get to a point where you're like, "Hmm, we don't have much in common. I feel really distant from my spouse. They don't seem to know me. And the truth is you have, you're allowed to have your expectations. Like, let me be real clear here. Tony and I are not saying you're not entitled to have expectations and, and they, they stay with you. Right. But if you don't actually take that leap of faith and share them with your spouse, your spouse is at a huge disadvantage in the marriage. They, they just are because you are constantly growing and changing. What your day looks like from a Monday to a Wednesday to a Saturday, what you deal with, whether it's at your job or with the kids or the neighbors down the street or the unexpected bill you got in the mail, those are all things that are impacting you. And if you don't actually share Mm. the shifting expectations, the changes that you're going through, the things that you want in any of the pillars of intimacy, how can your spouse take action? How are they supposed to pick up on the hints? I, I sat across from a couple the other day and, um, and you know, I had multiple sessions with them and I, I was asking the husband, I go, well, is this your expectation? The wife had said something in an earlier session and I, and I point blank asked the husband, okay. I'm like, do you expect the marriage to look this way? And he looked at me completely baffled. Like, why would I ask that question? And, and I looked at the wife and I'm like, do you see that right there? He doesn't have the same expectation. Because she had, she, he's, she's got this whole story in her head about how she thinks the marriage is supposed to look, how they're supposed to show up, how they're supposed to do all this kind of stuff. Hasn't been conveyed to him. He's, mm. he's not understanding that that's her expectation. And he's like, 
that confuses me because it hasn't been communicated. Hints don't work, people. It's interesting as you talk about this, and, and I just and I know we've been here before, and oh. and, and, and you no, know, it, it just sees these examples, and I think they're 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 great. But in 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 our lives, and where I or I feel in these moments, it, we're just disjointed. There, there it, we're we're not arm in arm in these moments and times when there are expectations that we each have and have not been conveyed nor communicated with one another. And there, and I just feel like there's this disjointed um, aspect to our marriage. And so if you're feeling that, then understand that maybe there's a crack in that emotional intimacy pillar and you're going, wait, what's going on here? Well, there's it, you're, you're, you got to strengthen that pillar. You, you got to start to share the expectations. You got to, you got to kick that elephant out of the room and go, I got to I got to tell my spouse where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I know that takes a lot of courage at Absolutely. times because you may be going through a lot of stuff or maybe you've tried in the past and it, and it fell, fell on deaf ears or there was a reaction that happened. And so now you're going, well, if I bring it up again, mm-hmm. something else is going to happen. Some, one of the toughest things about being married, folks, is that there's another person in our life mm-hmm. that we're also going through life with. And we're not doing this individually, but we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reality is that we've got to have strategies around that. We've got to be able to, we've got to be able to, to have a game plan, mm-hmm. right? And so let's, let's talk about a game plan and how to, you know, really identify and communicate your expectations after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off, of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting. At One Extraordinary Marriage, we offer marriage coaching with Elisa. Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Elisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now, our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again, and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. We're back and we're talking about how to identify and communicate your expectations and how to really, you know, strengthen that emotional intimacy pillar. I mean, that's really what ultimately this comes down to. And, you know, first part of this, and it should come as no surprise, is you got to know yourself, people. You got to, you got to know what your expectations are. Not, not after the fact, although sometimes that's helpful because sometimes something gets stirred and you're like, oh, that actually created an emotional response to me. That's something I need to communicate to my spouse. That's one way to know, right? 
You get that little uh, feeling inside of you. Yeah, that was an expectation that you might not have known you had and you got to communicate that. But what do you, 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 you take that to that next step and go, okay, well, what do I want my spouse to know is a priority to me? What do I need them to know to do in certain situations? How do I want to be comforted? Like I was asking one husband the other day, I said, hey, do you know how she wants to be comforted when she's really upset? And they both looked at me and she's like, sometimes I don't even know, Elisa. And I said, that's an awesome response. Why? Because if she can communicate that to him, like, I don't know what I need right now. They may have two or three go-tos. Like, honey, do you need a hug? Do you need me to hold your hand? Do you need me to sit next to you on the couch? Or do you need me to walk out of the room and you just have some space? And can I... Can I just umbrella this? These conversations do not have to be like sitting across from one another, mm -hmm. knee to knee, holding each other's hands, you know, looking deep into each other's eyes. And they have to be these like, like tense moments. I, I would encourage you to set up these conversations in ways and in places that you guys are moving, that you're talking, that it's flowing. Mm -hmm. Like, these, these are conversations that Elisa and I have, and they're not all one and done. They're, they're multiple conversations that you're having over time. And you can go down each and every one of these, and one of you may be like, great, like we got to answer these questions. And you, the other one may be like, no. So it may be just go for a walk around the park. Mm -hmm. go, go for a, you know, a walk down the street. Go for a drive. It may be a conversation that, you know, as you're just hanging out it, do understand when we're when we're dealing with communication one of the toughest things to do at times is get that conversation started yeah and so just even taking one question today mm -hmm. could be a great start for you yeah and, and you know as you're looking at yourself too it's important to go okay well how have i handled things in the past right own your stuff people own your stuff. If you tend to blow up after the fact and have made it really just an emotionally charged situation when your expectations haven't been met, own it and acknowledge the fact that you're learning how to do something different. If you tend to be highly emotional, if you tend to be volatile, if you tend to shut down, you have to be aware of who you are and how you communicate before you can actually start to bridge that gap and strengthen the emotional intimacy pillar with your spouse. You can't expect them to change if you don't know who you are first. Right. A lot of introspection and, and that can take some time, but you can still work through these, mm -hmm. it, you know, at the same time. Yeah, the next thing that you need to do is you need to create an environment where expectations can be shared and received. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it doesn't just happen because if you've had all of that, all of those cycles where you haven't conveyed it well in the past, you're learning a new skill which means that sometimes you will skin your knees, sometimes you will fall down, sometimes it won't be so fabulous. But have a place where you're regularly talking about what's going on in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Right? Tony and I do this every week, you guys. We call it the coffee break. <laughs> and we're talking about, hey, how are we doing with the expectations in our marriage? Where, where have I succeeded or exceeded your expectations? Where have I fallen down a little bit? And this one, I will say, we stopped doing this last year, probably third quarter last year. We yeah. were sort of like, we were doing it. We weren't doing it. fourth quarter. We just fell off. And we realized as we were doing some goal setting and looking into this year going, we need to bring this back in. And mm -hmm. we have been consistent with this, I would say every month, three to four times a month, mm -hmm. you know, because we got 
five-week months as well. So we, we may miss one a month right now. This has been huge. Environment, we're usually at a coffee shop. We have, I, I grab my McDonald's iced tea. We go to Elisa's coffee shop, uh, badass coffee here in town. We, and we sit there. Yeah. The environment's different. I, I think for us, it's good having people around. It allows us to, you know, address things. And yet we're in a public environment. Mm-hmm. So you better believe the way we address things, even when we're not feeling 100%, it would be different than if we're sitting in our own home. Right. And that's the truth. And, 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 and I would say anybody who says they don't do that, I would be like, what? There, there's a different, there's a different way you're going to react and, and, and be with your spouse sometimes when you're talking about tough topics, private, public. Sure. And I think this allows us though to hear some heavy stuff and go, wait a minute, let me, let me think through this. Right. Let me, let me be mindful of my reaction. And I want to say one thing to that. Um, Yes, we have these conversations in public. It doesn't mean that we don't show emotion. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, we we're, we're still show emotion. We still show emotion. Um, and I will tell all of you what I tell all my coaching clients. I will never tell you not to feel your emotions. I will never tell you that you can't have your emotions. They're yours. They belong to you. Experience them. But there are many of you listening to this that sometimes when your spouse brings something up, you can be a little bit of, I'm just going to say hothead, right? You can be highly emotional and having that public environment will actually keep things safer for both of you because you will be mindful of other people. You still experience your emotions, but it's in a more controlled environment. Mm-hmm. And, and that was advice that we actually got from marriage mentors. Probably, I want to say like, I don't know, seven, eight years into our marriage. I remember talking to a couple and they said, oh, we wow. always have our big conversations out in public. That way, no, neither one of us gets too out of control. And I'm like, brilliant, brilliant. We're taking that. Um, you know, another aspect of creating that environment of safety is, you know, choosing your words and think about what you're saying and how you're saying it. Can I tell you so many times I sit across from a couple in a coaching conversation and a husband or a wife will say to me when my spouse said this and it's something hurtful, painful, mean, rude, you fill in the blank there. And it's a phrase, it's an expression, it's a statement that this spouse can't get out of their head. Mm-hmm. We have to do a lot of work on that. Your words are so powerful and they impact your spouse so much. So again, I'm not telling you don't be truthful, be truthful. Don't be transparent, be transparent, be vulnerable. But think about the words that you speak and how you say them. Yeah, and we did an episode, it's uh, episode 287, Tone and Timing fantastic one to listen to. It, it really goes well with this because as you're you're communicating your expectations, what's the tone? Mm-hmm. What's the timing? Mm-hmm. What, when, when, what am I doing here? I always love um, the gifts of the spirit. The last one, the ninth one is self-control. And, you know, we have all these amazing gifts, boom, boom, boom. But then at the end, it's like, hey, we, we have the gift of self-control. And so how are we using that tone and timing? to convey the expectations we have. Mm-hmm. And the way we can do that, our words have power. And that can shift not only ourselves, but it can shift our spouse and it can shift our marriage. Right. And so having an understanding about that allows you to go, oh, okay, am I going to use that word? Mm-hmm. Because I've used it before and it, and it hasn't done well. But what if I start to change that tone? What if I start to change that time? What if I shift the words that I am using? Absolutely. Next... I mean, and all of these things are really leading to this. Be proactive, right? Don't put the burden on your spouse to guess correctly. 
you can actually save both of you a ton of heartache, resentment, bitterness, um, unforgiveness, all the things. If you actually tell them what you want beforehand, hmm. right? Or as soon as you realize it, tell them. Because sometimes you don't know until you're in the moment. You're like, oh, I really wanted this to happen. Okay. Okay. You might not have known, but convey it. Convey it to them in a way that you're being mindful of your tone and timing. Be direct. Don't hint. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times people are like, well, I, like, I hinted at it. And I'm like... Hinting doesn't work. I can't tell you how many times Tony has hinted at things and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But if it's like, hey, this, like I want to go here. I want to do this. I want to have sex. Okay, got it. Now I'm not like wondering what does he mean by that? Or what does she mean by, you know, that type of thing. And I want to, being proactive, I I actually want to go just one step further and say, stop making it a test in your marriage. Stop making them figuring out your expectations a test. Right. Well, I think, and I'm going to read this right from our our notes here because I think it's it's a it's a profound and and an amazing statement that you wrote. You you wrote, stop making it a test to see if they love you. Mm-hmm. And that really hit me when I read it because I was like, your spouse loves you. You don't need to keep testing them to find out if they love you. And if you're doing that, then please go get counseling, go get therapy. There's probably some root issues that you are dealing with. Maybe something like an abandonment. You may, you may have had a, a, a parent leave you. You may have seen your parents get divorced. You, you may have seen, you know, a number of different things happen and you're holding on to that mm-hmm. and that's creating some havoc in your marriage. Wow. And so this isn't a test. Your spouse said they loved you and And I believe that they do. Now, have things happened over the years? Possibly. And if that's the case between the two of you, then again, go get help. Address it. Start going after the root issues of why this is going on. Because if you don't, then you're constantly are going to be in this place of, well, I need, I'm not going to say anything and he or she's going to just have to know. And if they don't, then they don't love me. Well, that's a false narrative you're living hmm. and you're not going to have the joy that you desire. Right. You're not going to have the extraordinary marriage you desire because that's a false narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it when he takes something I wrote and makes it sound so much better. So much better. Um, and finally, you know, like we talked about, you know, being able to identify and communicate your expectations. And what I want to say just in closing is that the two of you are on the same team. And the way that teams are successful is that they have a game plan that everybody knows. They understand what the expectation is. They understand what their role is in creating the win for the team. It's not like a coach goes out there and says, we're going to win and y'all got to figure it out. No, he lays out clearly. Like you watch any major sports coaches in there and he's telling the guys, okay, here's, here's what I need you to do. Here's what my expectation is of you. Same thing happens in a marriage. The two of you are on the same team. Communicate those expectations so that the two of you, and this is really important to hear this, so that the two of you win together. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, win together. Yeah. All right. So this week, here's what you got to do. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna grow and you're going to communicate your expectations. You're going to do this in four different ways. You're going to know yourself. You're going to create an environment where expectations can be shared and received you guys are going to be proactive and you're going to get on the same team. So this week is your week to start releasing those expectations 
or expectation in your marriage around the six pillars of intimacy. Go after it. We know that by going through this, you're going to have your breakthrough, which is going to allow you to have the extraordinary marriage. You guys, we're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. Each and every week we get behind these microphones because we know that one of you needed to hear that. It was actually our prayer before we even stepped behind these microphones that you would hear this, that it would reside with you and that you would take action this week. So go after it. We're believing in you. Love you guys.